0: Commentator and uh, co-founder of my MindMakers, my Mind Makers, <laughs> a new age media company. Thank you, Honorable Council General Dr. kavita ji ramesh distinguished guests here, friends. That there is today in India to think and talk about is largely due to Sardar Patel's statesmanship and able and firm (coughs) administration. These are the lines that the first president of India, Dr. Rajendra Prasad, wrote in his diary on May 13, 1959, nine years after Patel had passed away. It's humbling to stand here and talk about a man because of whom we all call ourselves Indians today. The civilizational unit of India, Bharat Varsh, we all know has existed for 5,000 years or probably more. But the modern nation state, the geography of India that we see today and that exists today is primarily because of the Iron Man of India, rightly called Iron Man of India, Sardar Vallabhbhai Patel. The phrase that is so much a part of us, and we often say it all the time, Kashmir Se Kanya Kumari tak. Would not have been Kashmir to It would have been Kashmir to Tak, but without Travancore, without State of Hyderabad, without um, Bhopal, without Jodhpur, so and without Kashmir, maybe. So you can well imagine what the geography would have been if we had been pitted against the neighbours like that. Sadam Patel's three biggest contributions, and there is no dispute about this anywhere despite our history, is integration of princely states consolidation and modernization of administrative setup administrative system and the most important prevailing on Congress party to ensure that Dr. Babasaheb Bim Rao Ambedkar is the chairman of the the drafting committee of constitution that was a very he prevailed on Congress single handedly to do that this we know, all this But then what is Patel's true legacy? As I walk you through that in the next few minutes, what kind of India my generation would have inherited had that one man who was dressed impeccably in Western clothes in a Gujarat club playing bridge and had nothing to do with the upheavals around. This was 1917. (coughs) Had nothing to do with the upheavals that had surrounded the country, was playing bridge, was a successful criminal lawyer. And suddenly he heard another fellow Gujarati had come to Gujarat. He was taken away. He said he just dismissed it. And he said, you know, Samad Seva is not going to help us, you know, liberate our country. What is this? But he was taken there somehow, as uh, providence would have had. And he listened to uh, Mahatma's speech. That one speech changed Sardar's life. After that, he became. Mahatma Gandhi's most trusted lieutenant and he was the last person who uh, Bapu met before he was assassinated, just three or four hours before he was assassinated, Patel met Bapu and there, is a, uh, there are various sources which have said that at this point Patel once more, once more I insist promised Gandhi that he will never leave Congress Party and he will never stop working for the nation, a promise he honorably kept till his last breath. Before proceeding any further, I want to sound a note note of caution. While studying Patel, as all of us as scholars of Patel do, it's important to avoid two traps that most people fall into. First trap is pitting Sardar Patel against his contemporaries. This was an era of stalwarts. This was an era of giants when you pit them against as if you you know in a popularity contest you diminish them all so it's best to understand patel for his contributions his visions and his beliefs alone second trap that i see most commentators and most thinkers fall into is appropriating sardar patel into one end of the political um, ideology or um, you know one political party this is self defeating Right and left labels do not work for Mel Mattei. He was an institution in himself. So to say that he was a right man in the left party or right man in the wrong party is self defeating. It does not, it provides a barrier. We can't study him further after that. Remember, Patel started his. Um, career in public life as a warrior for peasants in Khera Satyagraha and then in Bardoli Satyagraha. That is where he got the name Sardar. He was the hero of Bardoli. And then he also felt that um, creating wealth for a young nascent nation is also important. He did not look at industrialists with suspicion. And the best part is, he did not see any contradiction between the two. That is Sardar, and that's what institutions do. After we avoid these two traps, let's wade into what Patel really achieved for India and what scenario would have been there had Patel not been there. Suppose we take Patel out of the scenarios counterfactual. Let's see what happened. First of all, it's important to understand quickly: when we say that India got independence on August 15th, 1947, who got independence? There was uh, there was princely India, under 560-odd states. And then there was British rule India, that was directly under the British crown. So these states became independent. In 1947, princely states, they covered 48% of the pre-independent India um, area, and 28% of the population of pre-independent India. Legally, the princely states were not part of India. They were free to go. After the partition of India at 1947, after it was divided, decided that there would be a dominion of India and a dominion of Pakistan, they were free to go. Or Mark Evans said they are free to go whatever, wherever they go. They can either choose to go with India, or they can choose to go with Pakistan, or they can stay independent. Sadar so was not going to have any of that. He worked hard to make sure that all these princely states came with India, and he did that with in 72 day, odd days, most of them. The trouble states did take him about a year or so, but most of these 560 states, they were in 72 odd days he got them together. The world has not seen integration like that. The world sees only balkanization when things like this happen. When post colonialization happened, you only saw balkanization of the countries. You never saw integration. You never saw countries, states coming together to form one big country. And when I say that these princely states came together, what do I mean? Thousands of acres of Jagir land. Several, several towns and villages, palaces, museums, buildings, aircrafts, cash balances, investments amounting to 77 crore at that time. In addition, there was a railway system of about 12,000 miles, which the state surrendered to the center without any compensation. Anyone might say that at that time in the history, anybody would do that. What else would you do? Congress had after all said that all princely states will be part of India and will try our best. Maybe everyone would have done that. But what Patel did with Hyderabad, Junagadh, Kashmir, I don't think anyone else could have done. And the history changed because of that. I'll give you quick examples of how that had happened before I end. Uh, Quick examples of how Sardar was truly a Sardar, a man who was not given to any kind of self-doubt, who knew he was a leader of the population, so he was not going to sit and self-value. He would go and he would tell his people, get up and fight. We have a job ahead of us. One thing, one point where you see that Patel could see clearly, had clinical vision, was partition of India. Everyone opposed partition. For our generation, it is very difficult to think. You know, we all, all, always think that, you know, two countries, India and Pakistan existed. But for that generation, how difficult must have been for the country to get divided into two. But Patel, before any of the front-rung Congress leaders realized that this is an inevitability now, like a good doctor, he realized that this is the amputation that we must do to save the life of a patient. He went around convincing the people, convincing the top-rung, um, Congress, uh, meant to convincing the countrymen. There's a very interesting thing when finally they decided, Congress Party decided, in the National Congress, because this was a platform where everyone was together. So everyone decided... The this was going to happen. And they were communicating it to the public. So there are statements, and there are speeches. You can read those speeches. So there is Bapu's speech, there is Panditji's speech, there is Maulana Azad's speech, there is Acharya Kriplani's speech. And all of them are so sad and so hallowing that this is a huge price we have paid. And then there is Patel's speech. He stands up and says, we recovered 80% of what was ours. 20% we lost. But now is the time to build our nation. Get up, roll your sleeves, and let's build the nation. That is a sign of a true leader. Junagar. <clears throat> Junagar was ruled by a very eccentric nawab. He had about 800 dogs. Dogs are in currently news again today. <laughs> but they had 800 dogs, and each dog had a human attendant. And then he used to do weddings of these dogs and each wedding he would spend 2-3 lakh rupees at that time. And then each, every ek, din ka, I think there were about 16,000 rupees he used to spend on those dogs. I that. But he, the whole administration was left to his diwan. A gentleman called Sherawaz Bhutto. Sherawaz Bhutto, incidentally, is father of uh, Zulfiqar Ali Butto, who people of, who study subcontinent will know who he is. Um, sometime later if... Uh, we have a moment we can discuss about that, but he was father. He was he was there. He was the diwan. So very quietly, Nawab had agreed to be with India, but then no Shah Bhutto did some hanky-panky, and he was talking to Pakistan. And suddenly, in the news newspaper, Patel woke up one morning and saw that Jhunagar has gone to Pakistan. But Patel was not, you did not do that with Patel. He was not going to do you for that. First of all, Jinnah had gone back on two-nation theory because Junagadh was 85% Hindu. And second, he had, you know, um, Nawab had, or 85% of, of Junagadh wanted to be with India. Patel swiftly got <coughs> Junagadh surrounded by his troops. Remember, Junagadh has no connection with Pakistan, at least the land connection. So this was a the trick they were playing. No land connection with um, uh, Pakistan. But he got his troops surrounded. And suddenly, these people knew that this was not right. Uh, Shahnawaz Bhutu was waiting for Pakistan uh, to come and rescue him. But they were busy in Kashmir. They could not come. That's why they could not come to Hyderabad also. So then, he had to um, surrender immediately, uh, without waiting for anything. But he did a plebiscite. people or 96% people said yes, they wanted to um, come with India. That was the end of the story. There was nothing. There was no festering of wounds. If there is a wound, fix it. Quick. There is no festering. That was Adar Patel. That was an amazing man he was. He knew that if Junagadh were to go anywhere else, Katya would be in trouble and Gujarat would be in trouble. He could see 100 years from. That's what was important about Patel as a leader. The second is integration of Hyderabad. Everyone knows books have been written about that. So much has been talked about integration of Hyderabad. But what is important about Hyderabad is that he stood against Lord Mountbatten. He stood against Acharya Karplani and he stood against Panditji and told them that an armed intervention is important at this point. After Razakars of Hyderabad after Razakar's of Nizam had gone berserk and they wanted to create an Islamist um, nation um, what, 70 years before ISIS? So Patel was not going to listen to that. The police action that happened, which is still in record police action, is actually invaded of Hyderabad. But very swiftly, in 108 hours, this is when Nizam had his own military and Razakar's, these, these... Militia that had been created by Qasim Rizvi, these were about 20,000 people in 108 hours. You know, there's a very interesting story about how Patel had already found out all the, um, you know, entrances to Hyderabad, how to get in there and how to do there. And when he went in there, 108 hours, Hyderabad had fallen. That's an amazing story. Everyone knows about Kashmir. I'm not going to go into it. That will take another couple of months. But I just want to talk about two things about Kashmir that he was so so he, so patient about. One, he knew that Ksh- Srinagar had to be saved. When tribal militia had come to um, Sopor and Baramula, he knew Srinagar had to be um, saved. This was a nascent country. We did not even have a proper army, and they did not even know about it. Yet, he gave the instructions that Air Force will go. And that's what happened on Infantry Day. Infantry Day was just October 26. That is when the first plane landed. But another important thing, and I will quickly end this, was about how Sardar Patel judged people very well. And Mani Ben says this in her memoirs, how well he judged people. That is a sign of a good leader. He knew Sheikh Abdullah was up to no good. And he knew about the friendship that Sheikh Abdullah had with the prime minister. But he warned him. He said, this guy is no good. And he wasn't. Sheikh Abdullah was entertaining the thoughts of independent Sheikh. But what is interesting is, after that warning, 1950, Sadar passed away. 1953, Prime Minister Nehru had to put Sheikh Abdullah in jail for 11 years under state treason. It's called the infamous Kashmir conspiracy. That's the kind of man, I don't think this has come out in history books as much, but Dale did want about Sheikh Abdullah. That is the kind of man he was. He warned about Tibet. Kavita. has already talked about Tibet, how he knew about China is harboring territorial expansion and ambitions, and it's going to gobble Tibet. He warned about that. But unfortunately, he did not have time. But if you ask me, the lasting legacy of Sardar Patel is and here's an experiment that you all should do. I have done it in my city of Delhi. You should do it anywhere in all your cities and I recommend people who are from Gujarat, please do this. Go to any high school, ask any 16, 17 year olds, what was the name of Sardar Patel's wife? What was his daughter's name? What was his son's name? What did they do and how did they die? no one will know. Even in Gujarat I challenge you no one will know. That is his legacy that is the man, the deputy prime minister of the country Home minister of the country left nothing for his children his children did not feel they were entitled to anything Daya Bhai Patel his son was told strictly not to come to Delhi while his father was in power because he said don't do that that is the kind of legacy he left us Sadhar Patel got Bharat Ratna 41 years after he died. The Ratna of Bharat, as he was, did not need any Bharat Ratna. But he would have scoffed at the idea. He would have said, why do I need this? He did not care about that. All he wanted to do was build one India. And in, I will end in, in the words of Manivel Patel. She said a very beautiful thing in her memoirs. She said, remember, Patel never wrote much. All the things that you read about him is about his correspondence. And a lot of the correspondence he destroyed himself. Moneybane, very nice, you know, she found, retrieved some of it. But a lot of correspondence he would destroy. He didn't care about all that. He didn't care about how people would know him, what people would think about him. He didn't care about that legacy at all, that you know how some people knowingly make a legacy. He didn't care about that. But Moneybane said very beautifully: those who create history don't waste time writing it. Jai. Thank, Thank, Thank you so much, Ramnadi. I now request uh, Rameshi and Mr. Ramesha to come and uh, share his uh, thoughts. Ramishi is a